0: Some cults are good, most cults are bad But I'll tell you what really makes me sad I can't decide which cult to join If only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults Using some sort of bracket system like they do For basketball playoffs for college teams It's Madness, Madness
1: Roll out those lazy, hazy, crazy days of
2: summer. The days of soda and pretzels and beer. Roll out those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Dust off the sun and moan and sing a song song of cheer. Just fill your basket full of sandwiches and weenies. (laughs) Then lock the house up. (laughs) Now you're set. And on the beach, you'll see the girls in their bikinis. As cute as ever, but they never get them wet. It's summertime. Summertime.
1: And 4th of July weekend. 4th of July weekend here at Madness madness this will not air on 4th of July weekend it will air the week after 4th of the July weekend but you will still be recovering from your 4th of July weekend mm-hmm. if you did it right even if you're not in the United States I want to see your pictures of the 4th of July we want to see a picture Isle of, of Man of... Isle of Man yes.
0: just... <laughs> I want to see you just walking to work
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like it's, it's Sunday it's Sunday so. I, was, uh, I, I listened to the archers and <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's right what do they do on the 4th of July in South Africa well I'll tell you mm-hmm. what we do here on the 4th of July we have a long tradition in our madness Madness family of clowning On the 4th of July oh, It's
2: extreme it's, it's way more fun than Christmas
1: It's way more fun than Christmas One of my favorite memories Was the time that dad Took a styrofoam cooler And 50 or $60 worth of explosives and turned it into a boat. And it was legal fireworks explosives. It was legal fireworks explosives. That is not always the case at our family. And we were outside
2: of the city limits. Okay, And
1: it was a very small town. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so built the boat with like draping, draping, festooning, festooning the black cats in this elaborate project that he worked on for like two days and then shoved it out into the middle of the lake. Worked perfectly. Fired everything in the right order. Set the like plastic... G.I. Joe dude on fire. Yeah. The next year, though, his styrofoam boat... Kind of tried to set the city boat dock on fire. <laughs> it was still, it was good... still
0: fine. Uh-huh. Styrofoam so... is super flammable. It really
2: is.
1: It, it, that's why we pushed it out onto the middle of the new city lake. Exactly. exactly. The no, new it's... city lake, even though it was built in like the forties. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. That small of a town.
2: Well, my fireworks story happened not at the new city lake, but at <laughs> the strip pits.
1: Hey, in even Stigler,
2: Formerly a strip mining strip mines full of water, full of water, and massive catfish, and that's where i learned to drive and that's where i learned to shoot a gun mm-hmm. and then that's where i experienced my own sort of like hamburger hill watching moment <laughs> when i went out there with my dad and uncle david and our cousin holly and holly's cousin uh-huh. on the other on side, the other side of jason matthew pixler whom i'd married several times i was times gonna say to whom you were youth. briefly married as a child yes and um, that was a crazy Fourth of July overall <laughs> There's a We could have, have a whole Like two hour podcast but On that what happened Was Uncle David Had taken an empty Firework container That was just a Cardboard cylinder Like a cylinder. cardboard tube Yeah It was a cardboard cylinder And layered it Like a parfait Full of gunpowder mm-hmm. gunpowder that he kept in a mason jar gunpowder that he kept in a mason jar <laughs> and um like black cats okay so just like a, l- just, a just just a little like a trifle <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so naturally um we handed jason a cigarette right. lighter he's the <laughs> the youngest boy the youngest to do boy this. who's doing this and <laughs> jason a cigarette lighter and i know that my dad and my uncle david love their daughters but i can't help but think that <laughs> David was a little pleased He was like Okay now we're gonna Get shit going Cause now we can get Jason down there We'll get Jason down in here <laughs> And um Handed So he scuttled down The rocky side Of, of the strip pit yeah. Down close to the water Where the Where the device was where set the device was set And like We couldn't really see him You know yeah. His, And so we We heard And saw the flash Of cigarette lighter Oh, shit. <laughs> and then we saw in slow motion Jason, like, running up that hill and just ab- explosion by fireball, b- fireball <laughs> behind him as he flung himself. I think he was probably, like, Maybe we were fourteen. Yeah, so it's like skinny fourteen, skinny fourteen-year-old, and like flung himself onto the gravel dirt road there at our full feet, full of like broken glass, full of broken glass and and, and uh, shotgun shells and shit like that, bullet casing, bullet casing, and catfish head bones, catfish head bones, and it was. It was amazing. As it just like this just swirled up in the sky. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah! This <laughs> is the yeah, best! It was the best! Uh, uh,
1: and uh, I remember somebody's somebody's citified relatives from the East Coast were one time at Fourth of July and somebody handed them a... Mo- uh, Mason jar full of moonshine And one mm-hmm. of them said, oh, it's like passing the loving cup At the Methodist church And we like, sort of <laughs> <Earth." laughs> To which Uncle David replied, yeah,
2: kind of <laughs> <laughs> I think earlier on that same Fourth of July And this might have been taking place over a couple of days Over the fourth uh-huh. of July, you know um, We were in, shooting fireworks off In the, someone's yard In the city limits Within <laughs> oh, the city limits And <laughs> Like once again, the 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 blast came and illuminated Jason, yes. who had was wearing like a like a bandolero of of black, <laughs> black cats. Oh, okay. that like came all the way down and was at his waist while he was also holding the cigarette lighter and at- and another firework. <laughs> he just had the black cats around his neck, just around his neck, just for holding the cigarette and another firework. Like it's <laughs> just like right down there and, it's and like, dude, dude 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 bouncing Betty level, you know. <laughs> you- and he's just like Ch-ch-ch-ch. and I saw Dad like. Like (laughs) flojo over several people, people in chairs, be like slapping the cigarette lighter out of his face. It's like child, who has raised (laughs) you.
1: Yes, oh God, yes, and then and and you know, and then we have watermelon, and then we have watermelon. It's fantastic. So that's what we will be doing this weekend, and so we are bringing you a small tidbit of goodness. Mm-hmm. And next week we will be back with, for
2: the the final. We got
1: we're up final the, in the sweet sixteen. Yes, for the final in the sweet sixteen, and there will be hellfire and brimstone, mm-hmm. and it will be fantastic. It's gonna be great. But we're gonna have we have fun t- today, and we're gonna start off with an email from. South Africa And it says Cop is the name Of the email And uh-huh. it says Hi Erin, Amanda, and Brian I'm finally catching up On all your episodes Been listening for a week or two Because I started with episode one And I fucking love the podcast
2: Yeah Yay! Rate, review, and subscribe Yes Woo! Rate, review,
1: and subscribe Please Hashtag
2: rate, review, and subscribe You will mean, learn how to say that In Afrikaans I would
1: like to learn how to say it Not every white person In South Africa is Afrikaans okay. I learned that She might be, there. uh, You bring smiles and laughter aplenty. There are times when I've hit the go back 15 seconds button 100 times and laugh until I drop. Thank you. Thank you. I've just entered episode 24, and you're doing corrections from previous episodes. And I need to tell you that you were spot on the first time around, Erin, regarding Spionkop. It was the Boer War, not the Crimean War. Yes. She says, I live not too far from that very same Mm spionkop. I don't go there often, only a few times in my life, because I'm a beach and ocean kind of girl. And South Africa has beautiful beaches. Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: that's right.
1: Kop is Afrikaans for mountain. God knows what spion means, but I know (laughs) that kop is mountain. And it's spionkop, not spionkop. Okay. That's okay. Yes. I'm not picking holes or pointing fingers, but you seem like the kind of girls who need to know that shit. Debbie, you are right. You are right. (laughs) We were so happy. Thank you for bringing Hours of joy And entertainment As well as education To my life We don't have Half that crap In South Africa That you do in the USA <laughs> I'd never heard of Mary Kay Or John Birch Oh. And I find my life Richer for knowing About the batshit stuff That's out there <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely
0: uh, Yeah I mean If anything will ever You know
1: <laughs> You know not,
0: <laughs> not that it takes Much to like Feel good about uh, not living <laughs> in the U.S. right now, but uh, I mean, if, yeah. if, if if you ever need a reason to feel good about it, look no
2: further. Mary Kay Burch. It's the only time Mary Kay and John Birch have missed <laughs> the same sentence. I'm, I'm sure going to write an that. AU that's set that's in Durban. Okay. Oh my god!
1: I also love that I can hear the ice in your wine tinkling in your double walled flask cup.
2: That's Erin, right? very icy. My eyes melted. Oh my ice.
0: god. Did you did you art did you know just by hearing that that it was a double walled She Yes, She did. Oh
2: my god. <laughs> Dang
1: Debbie.
0: <laughs> are you a private investigator?
1: <laughs> if you are, please write in some interesting stories. To us. Please do. But I would love to know why you don't drink out of long-stemmed wine- glass wine glasses like all good girls should.
2: <laughs> oh, friend. Uh, First those, of all, they're all broken. <laughs> yeah. Those, those do a
0: little thing we like to call break.
2: Breaking. <laughs> Second of all, my ice melts. Right. Third yeah. of all, they don't have a lid. Right. Because then, yeah, and then it gets all melty and it's it all melty.
1: Uh, I'm drinking mango white claw out of a red Solo cup. So. It is. It was a special beefed it, up red Solo it's a, cup. like a full on like one you could keep. It's and an insulated. It's
2: it. really large and holds a lot of white. It claw. does. It
0: really does. Yeah, Erin's mom bought us like uh, anime. His mom bought us like 30 of them a couple Yeah, she years saw ago them at the store one time them.
2: and she came home and she was like, they're party cups. And we had so many that we ended up <laughs> giving some to Nate and Jen and Jen was like, these party cups are the shit, man. They, they they are. Tell Sandy, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> they are really terrific. But eventually, because um, if you look down into that when you can see that the inside wall is warped uh-huh. and so your drink isn't like round and yes. eventually they get like a crack on, oh, the, inside, on the inside and then you immediately throw them away because they're full of mold
1: <laughs> okay but until that time
2: it's fine it's, it's fine
1: if you, if you
2: can
0: get over your drink not being round exactly
2: <laughs> but,
1: i have a problem with that but no
2: okay so i okay. want to talk i need to talk a little bit about the ongoing battle of on cop please so here's what happened Back in the Boy Scouts Versus Girl Scouts episode There was much talk Of the Boer War Mm -hmm. And there I said That the only thing I know about the Boer War Was the battle Of on Cop And I said this Because Yes in Doctor Who, episode, season three, episode eight, Human Nature, which is a two-parter and my favorite episode other, it's Ooh. the one with the scarecrows. Oh, that is a good one. It's oh, such a good man. one. Really the doctor good. lands in England in 1913, and th- there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And there he meets a widow who says her husband died at the Battle of Kop. And I looked up the battle at the time, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, well, what's is that? that? Is. And um, I saw it was the Boer War. I, then I just immediately turned it off and <laughs> <quit> <laughs> went looking. back to watching. Doctor went Who. back to watching Doctor Who. But when Amanda talked about Baden Powell's war, which <laughs> took place in the 18, 18- <laughs> which took place in the 1880s, I thought I was like, "There's no way that widow from Doctor Who's husband was killed in the 1880s." 1880s. <clears throat> I was like it must have been wrong it must have been the Crimean War Which is even more foolish because the Crimean War Was in the 1850s <laughs> Well you know <laughs> And so it was not until we got our email From F- South African superfan Debbie it, Saying that there was The Battle of Spion Cop was the Boer War And it turns out there was a second Boer, Boer War, War, War In oh. which the Battle of Spion Cop Took place <laughs> in 1900 Uh-oh, Thus making it totally possible plausible. For this Doctor Who widow to have been married to a dude Who died there <laughs> Power War Two, Electric Boogaloo, Second Power War, Boogaloo, Boogaloo. I also have a message here from Wales. Checking in with Wales. Where are my messages? Okay, here's Faith. Faith says, "Yay, Faith! Hi. So, with regards to your racism about the Welsh." Yes. I, I actually grew up in the Forest of Dean of Harry Potter fame. <laughs> uh-huh. It's technically England, but on the Welsh side of the Severn. Yes. <laughs> it's also a very insular rival area, and there's a lot of rivalry between the foresters and the Welsh. And my nan warned me warned me darkly when I moved to Wales years ago years ago to never marry a Welshman. Uh-oh. Oops, sorry. Oh. And then she says she used to have a nursery rhyme called Taffy Was a Welshman. Oh god. And it was oh. racist as heck. <laughs> My husband strongly denies allegations on reneging on bets, but he's shifty looking, so maybe. Mm. I am proud now to belong to a Welsh extended family and super grateful that we're mostly devolved from those bastards in Westminster. (laughs) And if we can finagle those damned English, I'm all for it. Also, an excellent reference to Ed Balls in this episode, a mere mention... Of whom would send my politics lecturer at uni into fits of laughter. Yes. And then she says, I cannot wait for the Nigel Farage curb stomp. Yes. Team Faith and Family are in. Team Faith and Family are in to the Keep night. Keep
0: her Yes. Oh my god, you're officially like the best like the best <laughs> unit of people attached to the words faith and family yes. ever
2: now. <laughs> Oh, that's absolutely it's true. It's like in the U.S. it's oh words God. Yeah, Exactly. Those have, those I said, that's the bloodlust we're looking for. <laughs> this is but it.
0: corrupted by know. the worst possible people in America. But you are safe. That's right. Because yes. you have an ocean between you and the Christian fundamentalists.
1: Woo-wee.
2: And you okay. also have
1: Ed Balls. <laughs> you
0: do have Ed Balls.
2: Fantastic. Okay. So, since we're off for Fourth of July weekend, we are bringing you two little nuggets of treasure. Two little
1: nuggets of treasure that are not part of any
2: bracket. They are just. But they're shedding some light on things and people that are important to our podcast. That's right. I don't need to turn my page over because I'm going second.
1: You are going second. And I'm going to go first. And I'm going to tell you. About someone who is important to the podcast, and she matters a lot to all of us, even though she's still not currently allowed in the maybe center.
2: Absolutely not. I think she's living in a tent behind the big air conditioning units. (laughs) Yeah, but she also might have taken a room on like a vacant floor of the City of Faith Hospital.
1: That is also
0: true. There are a lot of those. a lot of
1: those. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm talking, of course, about Lynette Squeaky from. Huh. Well, okay, but first, we're going to start off with a controversy because I've always heard it pronounced squeaky from. But last night, Dad and I watched a bunch of stuff on the internet, and mm-hmm. at one point, she, her very own self, referred to her as squeaky Frome." It is not squeaky Frome," Dude. Well, squeaky if, says it is. There if needs to ever be an accent, there were an
0: unreliable Mark. source. <laughs> That's, I mean, honestly, especially about her own name <laughs> I know.
1: And its pronunciation.
0: It's, like we'll she, see. she is one of the less people I would trust That's, to know the pronunciation, the
1: pronunciation of her, her own, own name. Own name. Even her own
2: name, she's lying. <laughs> and I, I, I was willing to be like, maybe it's. From, yes, like Ethan like
1: from, uh-huh. but I've only ever heard that. it pronounced from, from, yeah, from, but we've heard it pronounced by like American
0: S- youth. Yeah, S- S- squeaky fromage,
1: squeaky S- fromage, S- 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 there is
0: a seltzer flavor. Oh, Ooh.
1: so yes, Lynette Alice from was born on October 22nd, 1948, which makes her about a month younger than mom, Mm-hmm. and on the Libra Scorpio cusp. No surprise there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. She was born in San Monica, California and lived there until she was young, until she was in uh, almost a high school. As a child, she was, by all reports, healthy, happy, fun-loving, oldest of three children. She had good grades, uh, did well in school. Legend has it that she was in middle school drama class with the young Phil Hartman. Oh. But I only saw this in one source, so Man. that's a maybe, maybe not. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. R.I.P. Phil Hartman, that was... She was also an outgoing, happy child. Mm-hmm. When she was 11, she auditioned for and was accepted into a prestigious dance group called the Westchester Lariats. Hello, Westchester West West okay. as a part of Santa Monica? I guess so. I don't know. I thought Westchester was in Connecticut. What I do was, I know? Well, see, that's what I heard. It's and I was like, don't you old. call
2: yourself Lariats, Connecticut?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have no Lariats. What the hell?
0: <laughs> now they're just Larrys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the Westchester Lariats still exists today. I looked at their yes. website mm-hmm. in all of its Comic Sans glory. Oh, bless their hearts. Okay, well, just uh, the front page was in Comic Sans. Uh, they were very popular in their heyday, and here is a potted history of the Lariats taken from their website, a history which glaringly omits mention of surely their most famous <laughs> alum. Seriously. But here we go, <laughs> nonetheless. The Westchester Lariats was founded in 1950 by Dr. and Mrs.
2: J. Tillman Hall. <laughs> Dr. and Mrs. Lariat <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dr. and Mrs. Lariat. Westchester Lariat it started as an extension of the Friday afternoon square dance classes taught by Dr. Hall at mm-hmm. the request of neighborhood parents in Westchester. We, our grandfather on our mother's side was a professional square dance caller, and mm-hmm. we could sell another set of stories. That was not a family that had a lot of 4th of July stories, mm-hmm. but there there were tales. Square mm-hmm. dancing
2: tales. Square dancing tales. No, there were stories about that 4th of July, and they mostly involved those satellites mm. that were the just razor. uh hmm blades. They razor blades that whiz through the air, air powered just, by a firework. There yes. were. There was just these discs. Anyway. That yeah, sharp, the, metal sharp metal wings designed to fly randomly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, they were supposed to go straight up and uh, I Hens- would say at least one time out of every uh, 30 or 40 they did.
2: Right. The rest of the time
1: it would just like zoom right into the crowd and, those, try and take out somebody's Those satellites
2: were the reason we started having to get the hose. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, and they're also on that side of the family every 4th of July mom would line up all the children and show us the on. On the bottom of her foot that she'd gotten from stepping on a sparkler wire, mm-hmm.
2: so just remind- so you had to put your sparkler wires under Aunt Susan's chair. Under Aunt Susan's
1: chair, <laughs> so no one would step on, <laughs> so them no one would accidentally step on them, and we- you couldn't shoot the Roman candles until last.
0: Mm-hmm. Aunt Susan loves hot magnesium. She,
1: she does <laughs> right up
0: the boot. <laughs> she
1: does. Uh, so yes, the. Uh, the westchester lariats square dancing dr hall said i was a college teacher most of my professional life but i always loved teaching kids dancing was part of my rural life as a youngster so i agreed to teach classes in a way to help my own children and others develop self-confidence social skills and have fun classes were offered to students in grades two through 12 Mm. and it wasn't long get out of here first graders Yes, scram (laughs) babies suckers but it wasn't long before some of the youngsters were so accomplished they were being asked to perform at the local service and social club <laughs> events. Rotary Club, <laughs> <laughs> Strike <Straight> Kiwanis.
2: <laughs> lions. lions. We've got lions
1: and elk on the same day. <laughs> lions, elk, and moose, man.
0: It was a bloodbath.
1: The lariats were formed to provide these students, selected on the basis of skill, personal character, and grades in school, naturally, with an opportunity to be further challenged by guest choreographers and perform what they have learned. Over the next 24 years, Dr. Hall taught thousands of youngsters at his Friday classes. At any given time, approximately 200 members belonged to the Westchester Lariats. In each summer, 20 young men and 25 young women were chosen to tour with adult chaperones for four to seven weeks. That's still a, that's an uneven number of girls. I, I'm sure that there were a lot more girls. I don't know. Nice. I looked at the current picture that I saw of the Bollywood dance included one, two boys, one, two boys. Bless you guys. I know. Keep it going. Uh, on their tours, they traveled through all 50 states, the, Yay! Can, the Canadian provinces, nine countries in Western Europe. And by the time he d- Dr. Hall retired as the executive and artistic director of the Lariats in 1974, the group had given over 2,000 public performances and had toured for 17 consecutive summers. Wow. With a repertoire of over 100 dances, they were featured performers at numerous coast-to-coast television shows at the Forum, L.A. Arena, L.A. Coliseum, Hollywood Bowl, the L.A. Country Music Center, and the Dorothy Chandler Their Pavilion. Pavilion. <laughs>
2: we're all just touring. All of these places are in California. But go on. Uh, well,
1: uh, not Western Europe or Canada. I so. uh, During Squeaky's time as a lariat, she performed at the White House. Irony of ironies, <laughs> foreshadowing, Jeez, gazing the joint already, uh-huh. doing the Bodie Green. Grit- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tighten up for the President's <laughs> castle
1: <laughs> And she also, her group performed on the Lawrence Welk Show. Fantastic yeah, footage. Wonderful. I need footage. I would love some footage. I did not find any.
0: And uh, here's a nice, talented young lady named a Squeaky from
1: huh? <laughs> Here, wonderful welcome the West, wonderful Welcome the wonderful Westchester Lariats. And the lovely Lemon Sisters are going to sing Hazy Crazy Days of In Summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> In 1963, the family moved to Redondo Beach, which I always, at one time I. Heard like one nanosecond clip of, I believe, a Charles Bukowski saying Redondo Beach. So in my head, every time I see that, I hear Redondo Beach. <laughs> no. It's not my favorite California name, which is Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> it's I had hard a patron that. Tra-
2: recently transfer from Rancho Mirage. Ooh. Ooh. It's not real. <laughs> it's a it's v- not- v- Mirage Ranch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nor is it El Cajon, home of our spiritual oh, leaders. Home of our spiritual leaders. leaders. We love you, you so in 1963, the family moved to Redondo Beach and Fromm immediately began using alcohol and drugs. Oh tobacco and firearms. Tobacco and firearms. Her grades dropped, uh, but she did manage to graduate in 1966. <laughs> in her senior yearbook, she was named Personality Plus. <laughs> that was her senior superb. Wow. Personality Plus um, Disorder. Yes. Equal Squicky. <laughs> Uh,
0: yes. An honor she shared
1: with both John Wayne Gacy
0: <laughs> and, uh, Edward and Edward R.
1: Edward that's right. Uh, uh, Westbrook Pegler. <laughs> yeah. I will include, I will find and include her senior picture because it's a fantastic 60s senior. Even though she was a, like a wastoid by that time, uh-huh. she still has the like... Bob, uh, like starched bob hair with a little bow on top. <laughs> Just
2: like clippy bow. Is yeah. Dang. Like a little clippy. That bow. girl has roaches in her hair. <laughs> Tracy Turnblad is a human roach
1: net. <laughs> <laughs> She's adopted. <clears throat> Uh, uh, so she moved out of her parents' house for a few months, and her father convinced her to enroll at El Camino College. She, hey, I know if she
2: enrolled. Broom, broom. El
1: Camino College. I told you, Brian, that down the street, like farther down Twenty Third, there's an El Camino that's painted to look like the General Lee. What? Oh my god! It's an apartment god. complex. I can drive you by there. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Field trip. That is also on the bus tour, guys. Exactly. <laughs> I mean,
0: fuck the South and the Confederacy yeah, in particular, but wow.
1: But a. Uh, 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 the Dukes up. of
0: Hazzard, on the other hand. Ah.
1: Tough Diff. Neither of those guys are anywhere near the Confederacy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. When I learned that, um, like, one of their antagonists was a man named Sheriff Little from Chickasaw County, and what I cannot tell you how excited I was as a child to learn <laughs> that because I'm like, there's a Chickasaw County in Oklahoma? The Dukes of Hazard live somewhere in, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <sighs> Hazard County is here. <sighs> Holy shit.
1: Um,. Maybe we can find a picture of your birthday cake. Um
0: <laughs> uh, maybe we can find a picture of me like in my Beau Duke outfit. He
2: does have a Beau Duke outfit and birthday like cake. honestly it's like the most like confidently stylish I've ever seen Brian in <laughs> his entire life. <laughs> Not it on has, the day of his wedding, no, he feels it
0: has been stylish <laughs> downhill everyday <laughs> since then and my friends it has been a long time. <laughs>
1: Okay, so yes, El Camino. Camino. Uh, She went back and forth. She went back to she went to college, but she didn't do well. Uh, She went home for two months and argued with her father. He they kind of threw her out, and she left at the same time. Mm -hmm. Whatever. At this point, she went to Venice Beach, and this is where her story may become familiar to some people. Mm -hmm. She was sitting on a curb with her bag full of stuff, like you do, as you do. Watched a bus arrive, and off of that (laughs) bus floated the five foot one (laughs) five foot one (laughs) pockmarked (laughs) <laughs> <No>. Lunatic, <laughs> it's like up his own ass, but you could still see him, Charles Manson. <laughs> and I'm going to pause right here to say that we don't like Charles Manson. <laughs> no. You notice he wasn't in the first bracket. No, <laughs> some people think that that's a fascinating story, oh, but I don't. I don't like him. He's
0: such a piece of shit.
1: I, and, I'm, and you know, and it's it's like, well, he was he was a piece of shit, but we included Tony Alamo, but he's just different. He, he is. He is. Different. He's different.
0: too
2: famous for one. Thing. Thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: like everybody already knows
2: the Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everybody already knows him. I and mean, plus like that crime is so horrific. It's right, it's not even a cult. It's just about the crime. No. So. And it's like he was a cult and I was like, "Oh, not really."
1: Yeah. Not like a full-on cult. I mean, like well, did you have a band? Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Well, he
2: tried. He Tried, that's true. Oh, he um, tried. It wasn't a an- until later on that I was like well, obviously man's yeah, I was so like a... I also it wasn't until much later on I was like wait a minute he was also a super fucking racist that's what this is all, all about <laughs> yes so I, just like, I mean he's Seriously. bad but he's also a racist
0: <laughs> but <laughs> like, I he had no murder. idea racist too
1: it's true yeah well and something else I don't like about him is look punk if you're going to be a mass murdering dog, go out and commit your own murders, yes. mofo. No. Don't coward the ladies. Right. Yes. Coward. You never killed You couldn't. I don't think you could, dick. No.
0: <laughs> that pregnant woman would have beat your ass. <laughs> she just would have beat Jesus your ass. Jesus
2: Christ. You probably you had about eight If you want to know more about this, listen to um, You Must Remember This, Manson in Hollywood. It's 10 yes. parts. It's oh, amazing. You must remember yeah. this is a great podcast. It really it. is. It really is. Okay, so anyway, so yes,
1: she, uh, Charles Manson exited. Manson stopped and looked at her and said, your parents threw you out, didn't they? Well, yeah, a, a keen
2: teen... observe, observation there, Brainiac.
1: Fromm immediately decided that he was psychic oh, God. by looking at her sitting on Whoa. a, like, grubby, sitting on a curb holding, like, a bag full of her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Manson walked away. From picked up her belongings and followed him. Manson had recently been released from the federal prison at Terminal Island, and from became the second member of what will become known as the Manson, Manson family.
0: What, what, what was
1: Manson the first? Uh, <laughs> I was one of the other gals. Okay, it was <clears throat> was it Susan, Susan Atkins? Yes, mm-hmm. not a relation to our we're Atkins. Ad, we're Adkins family. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she was extremely vulnerable and kind of not too bright, Fromm found Manson's philosophies and attitudes appealing. How old was she? Like 19? Yeah. Like 19. Uh, the two became friends and traveled together with other young people, including Mary Bruner and Susan Atkins.
2: Who he sent out to Panhandle.
1: Yeah. So they could bring home money. For
2: him. For him. Great. And then cook his food. And then cook his food. He's
1: awesome. I mentioned he's like 5'1". Right. I'm, I just keep thinking about him and Yod, and I'm like, Yod would break you in half. Fuck yeah. <laughs> did Don't you ever go to the source restaurant? I bet no.
2: fucking not. would just pick it. him up and throw him like a, like a little dart. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I step on you, sir? <laughs> uh They lived at the Spawn Ranch, where they worked for their keep, quote unquote. And at the Barker Ranch in Death Valley. Uh, ranch owner George Spawn gave her the nickname Squeaky because mm-hmm. of the sound that he made when he touched her. That's yeah.
2: charming. That was sir. her. That was like her gig was it, uh, her job on the farm was to keep Mister Spawn distracted, distracted, and like cook yes. for him and yuck.
1: Well, uh, one let of her- him touch her. Yes. One of her other roles in the family was to, quote, collect knives and dune buggies in case they had to flee to the desert. Okay,
2: wait a minute. Now, (laughs) Squeaky, that's a point right there. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to join a cult and be like, excuse me, can my job be collecting (laughs) knives and dune buggies?
0: Or just dune (laughs) buggies. Or just dune (laughs) buggies. That's fine, too. I'll
2: I'll tell you, Squeaky, you bring us a dune buggy, we might let you
1: you back in the maybe center. That's true. That's true. Okay, so Manson sent his once again not even doing his own murders. Manson sent other people uh, to do some murders. The, that you all that know you about. all know about. Uh, they and Manson and his followers were arrested in 1969, and Frome and the remaining Manson family that did not get arrested. Yes, Squeaky did not. She was not chosen. She was not chosen. <laughs> and I wonder why She was too annoying Is my guess She wouldn't shut <laughs> La- up around. She wouldn't shut up it's- Well that's also why They got busted Because they
2: wouldn't Shut, shut up. up But
1: She From what I saw Of the like interviews And things that I watched She was just like That's what I'm about to say okay. It's like the only word I could think of for her Is ditzy It's yeah. like What <laughs> huh? And I bet that she was like not useful yeah, so in he's a crime like, scene. Go cook for old man Spawn. Go bond. cook for old man Spawn because you are just useless. So, yeah, so she and the remaining Manson family camped outside the trial, Manson and fellow defendants uh, at the, outside the trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atkins, Krenwinkle, and Leslie Van Houten carved X's into their foreheads. Shaved their heads, or, um, yeah. yeah. I'll dump ahead and say, oh, one of my favorite squeaky facts is when the Manson girls all originally shaved their heads, it was Squeaky's idea, and she helped everybody else do it and then wouldn't do it herself. <laughs> squeaky bobs yes. her hair. <laughs> she right. has such pretty red hair, and she's she just like, right. no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm I not gonna do, <laughs> do it.
2: So <laughs> Also, if you have it and you read uh, Helter Skelter by Vincent Bugliosi, because yeah. that is like, If you
1: want to know, If you want to go know there.
2: real shit, Go there It's a long book But it will also tell you everything
1: Everything you need to know And then you don't need to see anything else And then you don't need to do anything else Yeah She and her compatriots Proclaimed Manson's innocence Preached his apocalyptic philosophy To the news media And anyone else who would listen We watched a video Of one of these press conferences And she kind of It's like she seems like she's acting except she's obviously too like dumb and blissed out <laughs> to be acting with a smidge and more talent she could be Goldie Hawn or Liza Minnelli oh
2: but she's just not right enough not
1: there's just nothing back there um she has a letter from Charles Manson that she keeps trying to read but she's like c- constantly distracted by the press crowd I mean she's like I I would like to say that I'm innocent huh what Oh, get to the, yeah, did he give me, yeah, he gave me the letter, my, okay, let me get, and then just like, <laughs> like anytime anybody asks her a question, she'll start to answer it, but then somebody else will ask her a question, and she'll go and try to answer, it's just like, Ugh. oh, Yeah. It's like, are you stoned? Are you dumb? Are you all of these Are things? you hopped up on Benzies? Are you on Benzies and LSD? Probably. <clears throat> yes. And her hair is reprehensible even for the time. <laughs> it's like the worst shag
2: layers and
1: A-frame bangs.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. At one point later, we watched a short clip of her and two of the other gals wearing this, like, I don't know. If Soldier of Fortune had a centerfold, it would be like this kind of outfit with a vest. (laughs) Like jean vest, fur collar, short pants, high boots, big rifles. Uh But also the sort of hair you get when you like shave off all your hair and then just let it grow out. But don't really do anything else to it. It's just a little bit longer. (laughs) I've shaved off the front of my hair
2: and now it's bang.
1: Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. And so they're like talking about stuff sensually holding a rifle except it's like not sensually girl your hair yes first of all and also like for better or worse one can sensually fondle a gun and it's true and y'all are not doing no. that from was not charged with the murders but was convicted of attempting to prevent Manson's followers from testifying and contempt of court when she refused to testify herself yeah she was given short jail sentences for both offenses mm-hmm she and a, another follower named Sandra Good moved into an apartment in downtown Sacramento because they wanted to be near Manson after he was in Folsom, mm-hmm. stuck in Folsom Prison. Around 73, Fromm started work on an extensive 600-page book about the Manson family. Wow, wow, wowie, wow. Which she sent to publishers, but ultimately dropped after deciding that the project was too incriminating. <laughs> 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 like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the book entitled Reflection was eventually published in 2018 and I'm sure it's a fascinating read like a fucking DK eyewitness murder cult right or,
2: or is it one of those things it's like well I tried to read all this but she's so fucking crazy yeah, right
1: like I've tried to read the scum manifesto and uh-huh. stuff like that and you're just like I like the idea of this but that's really all I can read because you have mental <laughs> just, illness I'll just this is down. just the cramped sprawl of a serial killer exactly In 1972, Squeaky moved to Stockton and got involved with the Aryan Brotherhood. She was like a a Manson ambassador to that. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. She was hanging with this particular crew who were killing people who had threatened to testify against Manson. Oh. So, yeah. And she would hang out. She hung out with these guys so she could get the report and bring it back to Chuck in prison. Mm hmm. She was there with them when these guys uh, did actually commit uh, two murders. Yeah. But. Once again She was not charged And slipped away Everybody else took the fall She was questioned And she was like I was there But then I left And for some reason They were like Okay ma'am <laughs> She's too crazy She <laughs> just, just don't In 1975 We have my favorite Personal squeaky moment Okay Prior to a Led Zeppelin concert in Long Beach in 1974. Yes. Five. If you were there, you don't remember. That's right. From knocked on the hotel door of Danny Goldberg, vice president of the band's record label, Swan Song Records. Remember back in the day when you could just, like, go to Led Zeppelin's hotel room? You could go to anyone's hotel <laughs> Tell room. You, right, rock up. It's like, hi, are you the guy from the record label?
2: <laughs> so, yes. Ask the front desk. I'm like, he's in room 328. Mm-hmm. Why, sure, little lady. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: She went and asked to meet Jimmy Page because she needed to warn him because the night before she had had a vision (laughs) and had foreseen a future that would uh, and needed to warn Page of imminent evil that might take place tonight at the concert and had to tell Jimmy Page about it.
2: I've done drugs and listened to Led Zeppelin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goldberg stated that he could not see Page but He's like, Mm, not today, maybe tomorrow. Sure. And she's like, no, no, that'll be too late. And so he said, why don't you leave him a note? leave <laughs> me a note. And she said, okay. And she wrote it down. Then she was escorted away against her will, and the note was burned. You're <laughs> like, <laughs> it's bad luck even looking That's at that right. thing. I'm not even going to throw it in the <laughs> trash can of my hotel room. I'm setting it on fire. Because by this time, everybody knew who she was. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then a week later... Goldberg saw Fromm on the news. And why was she on the news? Tell me. Let's find out. On the morning of September 5th, 1975, Fromm went to Sacramento's Capitol Park, ostensibly to plead with Gerald Ford about the plight of the California Redwoods. Uh-huh. She was dressed in a floor-length red robe with no sleeves and a little Papa Smurf red hat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was armed with a Colt M 1911, I don't know, 45 caliber pistol. The pistol had four rounds in it, but there was no round in the chamber. She pointed when Gerald Ford, who was walking from his motorcade to... He was walking from a meeting that was in like a nearby hotel. Right. And he was walking to the mansion, government, like the Capitol, to meet with the governor. Uh-huh. And so there's people out there, and he's glad-handing as they do. Uh, she pointed the gun at Ford. She was immediately restrained by Secret Service agent Larry Budendorf, uh, while she was being handcuffed, the camera there were lots of cameras there because the news was there covering the president. <laughs> and so then they went, they like turned it on her, and she she turned to the camera and said, "It didn't go off." And and as, as she was being arrested, and she just continued to talk to the press about mm-hmm. how she did have the gun and she was there, but the gun hadn't gone it off. Like go-
0: as they were dragging her away, <laughs> Yes, yeah, they were
1: dragging her away. Yes, she later said she later told the Sacramento Bee, best newspaper, love it. That she had deliberately ejected the round from her weapon's chamber before leaving home so that she wouldn't kill him. The investigators did later find a round on the bathroom floor of her apartment. So, America, you be be the jury. Yeah. She refused to cooperate with her own defense during the trial Mm -hmm. and was eventually convicted of the attempted assassination of the president because she was standing right there in the crowd (laughs) and then later turned to the TV cameras and said, It didn't
2: go off!
1: She received a life sentence under 1965 law. D- Dwayne, attorney Dwayne Keyes recommended a severe punishment because she was, quote, full of hate and violence. <laughs> Fro's response to this in the courtroom was to throw an apple at him, <laughs> hitting him at the face in the face and knocking off his glasses. Yay! Go squeaky! <laughs> she told him, I came to get a life sentence. I want to get life, not just my life, but clean hair, air, healthy water, and respect for creatures and creation.
0: Most judges don't give you that. I don't give a shit.
1: I also watched a clip of the 1975 evening news report that reported the actual uh, first-hand account by White House correspondent Tom Brokaw. Tom
2: Brokaw. Who was
1: live in Sacramento. And I have to say that it's maybe it's just a different era we live in today, but the Secret Service seemed distinctly blasé about the whole thing. Like, they tackled Squeaky, but Gerald was barely hustled away. (laughs) Yeah. He was just kind of like forwarded in the line. Yeah, they bit. just kind of mm-hmm. like
2: picked yeah. held his elbows and scooted him uh-huh. through the crowd.
1: Yeah, and like he wasn't even late with his meeting with the governor. Later he's out <laughs> giving a press conference. <laughs> exactly. Someone he,
0: tried to kill me earlier. No,
1: here's how he said it. I saw a hand come through the front row and I saw that there was a gun in that hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's <laughs> and it. I, just, I had a business a And I thought I should needed to get on with the rest of the day's schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile there's Squeaky in her Kibo Keefe Saxon <laughs> style robes And little hat Being wrestled to the ground Brokaw said that he saw Her on the ground And recognized her From his coverage That's of hilarious staff. He's like Shit it's Squeaky Oh my god Fucking Squeaky uh, So she went to prison in 1979, Fromm was transferred out of her correctional institute for attacking a fellow inmate with a claw hammer. Whoa, wet, squeaky. Who gave her a job in the machine shop? Let Seriously. me tell you. you. Look. You, yeah, no, you need to, you're not a trustee. <laughs> 70s. Why
2: are you so crazy? <laughs> you
1: so crazy. May, we shouldn't do that? Whoa, okay. <laughs> On December 23rd, 1987, she escaped from a federal prison camp in West Virginia and tried to travel across country to meet Manson, who had Testicular cancer.
2: Sadly, it didn't knock him off. No, she
1: was captured two days later, and she was uh, incarcerated at the Federal Medical Center in Carswell, Fort Worth, Texas. Wasn't that the Air Force base where you were, Dad? Yeah, Carswell Air Force Base. There you go. Uh, Oh no, this isn't after. um, This is the '80s. '80s. This is in the '80s, so it wasn't after we lived there. That was the one that had the picture of Johnny Steve Canyon. From continued to profess total allegiance to Manson. When Vincent Buglossi wrote Helter Skelter, he said that she and and Good were the only members of the Manson family who never renounced him. She once told an AP reporter, the curtain is going to come down on all of us, and if we don't turn everything over to Charlie immediately, it will be too late. <gasps> she first became eligible for parole in 2005 and was entitled by law to a hearing after 30 years. Mm-hmm. But within her rights, she waived the request for a hearing and wanted to stay in prison for a while <laughs> he's
2: like, Shit. just like
1: I just like look I have i have never
2: had a home
1: <laughs> uh, I've got one enough brain cell to figure out that I cannot take care of myself yes. but no she was granted parole in July 2008 not released because she had extra time added she was released on parole from Carswell in August 14th 2009 she moved to New York State, where she and her boyfriend Robert Valdner live in a house decorated with skulls. In a 2019 television interview, From said about Manson, Was I in love with Charlie? Yeah, and I still am. Because you're uh, right, okay. and your brain is full of drugs. Yes. And you should have stayed with the Lariats, we baby. should have stayed. You stayed with, with stuck the Lariats. With the Lariats. <clears throat> okay. And so that is the story of our friend. Lynette. Lynette Squeaky, Squeaky From. Lynette. Okay. Okay, and then dad's going to give us just a real quick math question, just for no reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. It can't the room be- is six feet by eight No, no. The no, it's no, no, room no. is six feet by eight feet. Six times eight is 48. I know that because it rhymes. <laughs> so
2: what's the diagonal? <laughs> the, the diagonal? I don't know. I don't
1: know the square of the Dad, hypotenuse look, dude dude you've Eureka.
0: been here while we record the podcast okay
2: <laughs> you're pythagoras taking a piss now sir you okay, are taking look a piss.
0: in this house we do not do pythagoras <laughs>
2: i add a column of numbers the largest one is 10 <laughs> and there's like eight numbers
1: <laughs> i i know my multiplication tables
2: okay i don't that's all right
1: i do it's Where's really helpful from? okay and we're not having a halftime because it's a short little show, and Squeaky's still outside. Squeaky's still yeah, out here. Yeah. So we're going to pass this on over to Erin, and she's oh. going to tell us a little bit more. Hey, ladies right. and gentlemen. gentlemen. Huh?
0: What are we having a halftime? Or not do you want to? Do you want to take a break? I need to take a break. Okay. So okay, then give. Okay
1: Okay well So it is half time It's just a little short halftime Because it's just a little short show We're going to go outside Squeaky's got some new seltzer brewing up It's like I don't know uh, uh, Antifreeze Or Oh my god yeah, Freon Freon flavored seltzer
0: Interestingly enough Antifreeze uh, is, is Is reported to be sweet Oh yeah well, um, need to tell So it, it's not, not savory work. No it's not, I mean yeah It just Never breaks mind. the no. fundamental rule of uh, okay. eh, Squeaky doesn't care about rules
1: We'll go tell her We'll go yeah. tell her
0: It's cool. Back to the drawing board squeaks.
1: See you in a few.
2: If your mouth is burning after Squeaky's latest seltzer, please use the eye wash station. There's emergency eye wash stations located mm-hmm. at the it's, exits. It's the exits, and um, you can just squirt it in your mouth. Just squirt it's it fine. in your mouth, really hard, hot. Induce vomiting. Induce vom- vomiting. <laughs> <Just> drink milk. <laughs> drink milk. Induce vomiting. Induce and vomiting.
1: <laughs> stay away from the air conditioners, man. We told <laughs> you. God.
2: Okay. All right, so ladies. What else and have gentlemen. you got for
1: us? Eh?
2: Here we go. On September 22nd, 1975 President Gerald Ford emerged from the post street <laughs> entrance of the San Francisco Hel- Sa- San Francisco Hotel in San Francisco Wait, it,
0: it start at President,
2: Gerald Ford. President Gerald Ford emerged from the post street entrance of the San Francisco Hotel in San Francisco He had just finished talking to the World Affairs Committee mm. the World Affairs Council and was headed towards his limo Crowds had gathered along lock- Jesus, I'm doing a terrible job at this. You're fine, stop, baby. Don't, just mm. crowds. crowds had gathered across the street and Ford paused to wave at them. In that crowd stood a woman named Sarah Jane Moore, aged 45. She fired two shots from a 38 oh, revolver me. from about two yard, 40 yards away. One missed Ford by five inches and passed through the wall above the doorway that he had just Oh exited. dang He's got a big cranium too <laughs> mm-hmm. After the first shot a Vietnam veteran named Oliver Sippel jumped on her and forced her arm down She fired the gun again and the bullet ricocheted and hit a taxi driver named John Ludwig in the groin He oh. survived Oh, oh Ow Yeah I know oh. Sorry Mr. Ludwig A San Francisco oh. police captain named Timothy Hedrick grabbed Moore and wrestled the gun out of her head Hand Not of her head <laughs> That's right Ford was hustled into his limo where his Secretary of Defense Donald Rotten Pieces Rumsfeld who threw died himself today. on top of the president <laughs> a mere seventeen days earlier <laughs> just like just like but
1: less than three weeks less than three after Squeaky tried to shoot him yes
2: bless his cotton picking heart Gerald exactly. Ford exactly. <laughs> Sarah Jane Moore was wearing jeans, cowboy boots, and a Paisley shirt and was originally thought to be a small man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, I've been in a lot of, like, small town feed stores and shit, and I can perfectly picture a small man wearing, like, boots and jeans and a white shirt.
2: Exactly. So not a red, sleeveless, red, eyes wide shut kind of cake? No, not at all. So... Here's a little bit about Sarah Jane Let's Moore. Let's hear about Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane Moore. I'm not going to give you her birth information, because whatever. Um, <coughs> she was born somewhere was born, at some time. Exactly. Sarah Jane Moore was obsessed with the Patty Hearst kidnapping. Ooh. Which is a whole big thing. And if you want to yes. learn more about it, read American Heiress by Jeffrey Tubin. Uh-huh. It is amazing. One of Patty's demands in her brainwashing yes. slash going along with it to get back at her daddy. Yes. Was that her father Randolph Apperson Hurst uh-huh. Son of William Randolph Hearst <laughs> Of the Hearst Hurst Of the Hearst organization <laughs> Demand that he set up uh, Food banks For needy people Okay And this operation was called People in need Pin. How, how dare they
1: How dare they How dare they The unmitigated gall <laughs> Of wanting food For hungry people
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking communists Fucking communists Okay so this operation Was called people in need Pin uh. In February 1974, Sarah Jane Moore showed up at Penn HQ saying, God has sent me.
1: This is not a good lead off to anything. It is
2: not. (laughs) Within a short time, she had taken over the bookkeeping of the organization and elbowed her way into the inner circle. Penn's former director, A. Ludlow Kramer, said she was pushy, nosy, and wanted to take over. (sighs) Pushy
1: woman. Uppity woman. <laughs> exactly. But in this case. <laughs> yeah,
2: Eventually she was bounced from pen. "Quote: She has an amazing ability to move right in and drive everyone crazy," (laughs) recalled Stephen Weed, Patty's fiance, former fiance who worked at Penn. We marched her out of the office, screaming and crying, with two men holding her arms. Recalled another Penn worker, "We've all worked with someone like that. Yes, who comes right in, moves right to the top, and drives everybody crazy." Drives everybody crazy. So Moore spent the next eighteen months bouncing around from one leftist organization to another, eventually getting involved with a man named Wilbert Popeye Jackson. <laughs> this... <laughs> Nothing bad's gonna go wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a black ex con who formed the United Prisoners Union dedicated to advancing prison reform. Oh, okay. Popeye claimed he had ties to the Symbionese Liberation Organization. Uh-huh. And Symbionese. Le- I was thinking about the PLO. Right. The Symbian <laughs> Lemonese <laughs> Army. Symbian Liberation, Liberation Army. Army.
0: I thought it was Symbionese.
2: Symbionese Liberation Army.
0: I don't even speak Symbionese, okay?
2: So he went to Patty's dad and was like, hey, I can help you. And then um, Sarah Jane was right there being like, I would love to be the liaison between the SLA and the Hearst organization. (laughs) No one asked you, ma'am. And the fucking Hearst were like, that sounds like a good idea. This puts Sarah Jane on the FBI's radar and they eventually recruited her as an informant. Gotcha. Popeye's flagrant sexual improprieties, destruction of automobiles, constantly hitting up hitting her and hitting her up from cash for cash. Also his lack of devotion to freeing Patty Hearst. Look, disillusioned Sarah Jane. Free Patty. She got involved so she left. She got involved with several Maoist and Marxist groups. And then she would go straight up tell them that she was an FBI informant. <laughs> And so this put her on the outs With both the leftists And, and the FBI, FBI. <laughs> so then She went to the San Francisco Police department Looking for them to give her Something to do And they were like "Uh, Maybe these people at The ATF You should go there <laughs> now They're like ma'am maybe you, you get a hobby That's not being part of the police Actually okay? no And they were like You should go to Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms Because like I don't know I don't know what came of that But the next thing she, we know She's shooting at Gerald Ford <laughs> Apparently
0: she got to the firearms
2: She certainly did Possibly the alcohol You know they got her immediately And carried her off And she pled guilty And was sentenced to life in prison At her sentencing she said Am I sorry I tried? Yes and no Yes because it accomplished little Except to throw away the rest of my life And no I'm not sorry I tried Because at the time it seemed like The correct expression of my anger (sighs) She was paroled in 2007. Okay. At the time, she would not say why she chose to pop caps at Jerry. Gotcha. But in an interview from 2015, she said it was because we, we elect our presidents and this one was appointed by a crook. Whom he then pardoned. (laughs) Yes, and then she also claims she got the idea to to do it because everyone in San Francisco was talking about it. She's like, I don't know where I got the idea. I mean, like it was all over. Like everybody was talking about it. It was like shooting the president (laughs) because it happened two weeks earlier. Were they talking about the current
1: news story (laughs) about the lady in the red cape trying to shoot the president? Exactly,
2: like
0: trying a new restaurant or something. (laughs) Right?
2: Oh my god! Can you believe it? Here that dumpling
1: place is great The president shooting festivals this
2: weekend (laughs) He was He got (laughs) on a plane He flew back To Washington, he and Betty and, like, Nelson and Happy Rockefeller were there, and he just talked about it. He was like, there's anger in this country. I mean, he was just, like, couldn't even be arsed. He
1: could not even be arsed. Like I said, after Squeaky tried to shoot at him, he just wandered in. Well, apparently. (laughs) Sarah Jane actually got some rounds off. She did. Hers went off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gerald, like, had his whole entire meeting with the the governor, and then apparently at the very end of the meeting was like, oh, yeah, somebody tried to shoot me outside. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: now Here is the true casualty Of this story Okay Remember Oliver Sipple Yes I do At the time of the shooting He said I saw her gun Pointed out there And I grabbed for it I lunged And grabbed The woman's arm And the gun went off hmm. Reporters hounded Sipple But he did not want To talk to them the police and Secret Service commended his heroism and noticed noticed his status as a former Marine. He was um he had a lot of shrapnel injuries. Mm-hmm. And in the news thing that I watched with Tom Broca and John Chancellor <laughs> right, like White House correspondent like, Tom Brokaw Two weeks later, they they kept calling him at saying he was one hundred percent disabled. Mm-hmm. Okay. A one hundred percent disabled Marine. Okay, which I guess means and that,
1: Vietnam vet. You said yes, he okay. was a
2: Vietnam vet, and this was nineteen seventy five. Right, so, so like <laughs> <laughs> the, the shit is still going the on. The shit's <laughs> go, still going on. So Oliver Sipple was gay. Uh-uh. He was active in gay shit in San Francisco and worked on Harvey Milk's campaign. Oh, cool. Sipple's parents back home in Detroit did not know their son was gay, no. and nor did his employer. Um. The day after the incident, Mr. two Sipple. answering machine messages outed Sipple to San Francisco Chronicle columnist Herb Kane. C-A-E-N? Yeah, Kane. One was from Reverend Ray Brochiers, the head of gay activist group called Lavender Panthers. Note. <laughs> I'm going to right down. down. Lavender. And the other message was from Harvey Milk. Oh, okay. Discussing whether Sipple's sexuality should be disclosed. Milk, to- no, Harv. <laughs> Milk-, Milk told a friend, It's too good an opportunity. For once we can show that gays do heroic things and not just all that caca about molesting children and hanging out in bathrooms. So Milk outed Sipple in order to portray him as a gay hero and to break... The stereotype of homosexuals Being timid, weak, unheroic figures Dude. You know
1: Harvey I understand what you're doing And I appreciate that But you
2: should have talked to Oliver and like He said time and time again I don't want to talk to the press yeah, I don't want you in my business. You can't yeah. fucking do that. No, no. talk to I, again. Yes, you would like to do that, but don't do that.
1: <laughs> don't do that. According to historian you can't just out people, yeah.
2: According to historian Her- Harold Evans, there was no invitation to the White House for Sipple, not even a commendation. Milk oh. made a fuss out of that. Finally, <sighs> weeks later, Sipple received a brief note of thanks which is bizarre because then I also read that three days after the incident, Sipple received a letter from President Ford saying, I want you to know how much I appreciate your selfless actions last Monday. The events were a shock to us all, but you acted quickly and without fear for your own safety. By doing so, you helped avert danger to me and to others in the crowd. You Mm -hmm. have my heartfelt appreciation. That's very nice, Mr. Ford. It is, but two days after the assassination attempt, Herb Kahn wrote a newspaper article outing Sipple... (sighs) to everyone including his parents who cut ties with their son. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Did and he lose his job too? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Eventually he and his parents sort of reconciled, but the rest of Sippel's life was not easy. Oh. His mental and physical health deteriorated. He started drinking heavily and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, poor and guy. sometimes he would say, "I wish I hadn't grabbed that gun." Wow. He died in 1989 at age 47. He was found 10 days later with a bottle of Jack Daniels beside him. Oh. Poor Gerald guy. and Betty Ford sent a letter of condolence to, to his friends at the New Bell Saloon. Okay, reading, Mrs. Ford and I express our deepest sympathies in this time of sorrow involving your friend's passing. Hmm. Cool. Betty came and got really drunk with everybody. Betty, no, no she understood. She did not. So yes. that was the second time that Gerald Jill Ford was Ford shot was, at, and within, the real victim, in like like in thirty days, it right. was the second time <laughs>
1: within <laughs> twenty days, with like less than three weeks, seventeen later, days was shot at again. He was not, as, pre, as American presidents go, there are highs, there are lows, there are in-betweens. And he's just like a, it's like all I think he ever did was pardon Nixon. He just pardoned Nixon and he was like, let's just gonna fucking ride
2: this show. I don't want to
1: do this. I have no choice but we to do this. We did not choose that. Uh-huh. He, he, was he like a professional skier and a former model? He was a, a football player. Football
2: player. Yeah. And Michigan. if you look at young pictures of Gerald Ford... Hot snatch coming through. <laughs> I mean, good head
0: of hair on that. He's young amazing
2: girl head Ford, of hair. I tell yeah, you that much. yeah. I, he was a model
1: and he was a football player. There's something about skiing. Maybe he's. He, was Probably, like, he may skiing. he did it all. Oh, well, yeah. I'm
0: sure he skied effortlessly. I'm I mean, sure my God. he
2: did. And like you know
0: I, these athletic types.
2: Honestly, I want to say. A, Grand fuck you to Chevy Chase for everything. Everything. I hate Chevy Chase. I hate Chevy Chase. I hate Chevy Chase. It, Chevy Chase. Despite a few person. good movies, he is a horrible person. He's a horrible
0: human being. The greatest burn on Chevy Chase I ever heard was like when uh, he came back to o Saturday Night Live and like he was just being a punk ass and like got into this huge screaming fight with Bill Murray. Yeah. A fight <laughs> you tra- will not win.
2: They, I they will were not. trading
0: him to insults and. Murray's response to something Chevy Chase yelled. Oh, something Chevy Chase yelled about Murray's acne scars.
1: Oh thanks. Yeah,
0: um, which fuck you again, right. dude. But but Physical? Murray's response was medium. Talent (laughs) (laughs) Which is just the most beautiful Fucking blistering thing That
1: that really is And
0: I hope I I hope that is Burning in the back Of Chevy Chase's (laughs) mind To this
1: day Every so often When he's almost to fall asleep He hears it shouting in his ear Bill Murray
2: So I got my information From a a Time Magazine article Called The Assailant Making of a Misfit Which is October 6th 1975 uh, I also watched the NBC special news report from September twenty 20- okay. second, nineteen
1: seventy five. <laughs> I watched the NBC special news report from seventeen days earlier, and it was really awesome <laughs> for all the same guys <laughs> to be like, "Here we are again." <laughs> I'm going to go and watch that one now, yeah, because I having watched the others last night.
0: Well, I didn't expect to be back here so soon. But I John.
1: The did. John, I'm still standing, Mister Brokaw.
0: Good to see you
1: <laughs> again.
0: I. I uh, I was born onto this planet, uh, (laughs) I will say, once again, uh, the day Yod exited, uh, a mere couple of weeks before all this shit went down. Oh, my God. um, Tiny
1: baby Yod Brian was... (laughs) I know.
0: God. I will explain that thick beard I had from the age of zero to the age of
2: three. (laughs) And then he went bald, and then it all grew back. That's right. It's true. So, Uh. that is... 4th of L- July extravaganza that's right we've got some stories we got some tales we got some squeaky we have some songs
0: oh right. we have some
2: Ready? Okay. Okay!
0: Madness Madness is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay with occasional outbursts from Brian Byrne, who is me. Brian Byrne records and edits the show. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate us and leave a review. Leaving reviews helps people find the show. And the more people listen to the show, the more people you'll have to talk about the show with. I mean, just mull that over. You can also listen to us online at Madness Madness com. You can find links to our social media on Madness Madness dot com. You can email us your thoughts about stuff at Madness Madness Podcast at com. Thanks for listening.